All right, number one is <clears throat> Brazil, Ser- wait, what? Brazil, Cameroon, Serbia, Switzerland. That doesn't sound tough. What the what? Is this World Cup? Yeah. Argentina, Mexico, Poland, and Saudi Arabia. Okay. And I guess I started recording, so this is going to yeah. start the pod. Uh, is that the group of death that we're talking about? World Cup here. Welcome to this, the Wake and Take it's, podcast. It's it's this. They, 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 there's four group of deaths listed, but there could only be one group of death. Exactly. There there's no such thing as death. multiple. It's like if you have two quarterbacks, you don't have one. Right. right. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. The old saying: If you have two quarterbacks, you don't have one. Yeah. In uh, World Cup, when does that start again, Andy? Do you have a uh, next month? Uh, I I believe there's a U.S. World Cup came on um, Thanksgiving. I want to say so. You know, you can sit the kids down, or maybe Black Friday. I think it's Black Friday. You can watch Iowa Nebraska play a football game, and the USA play a World Cup game, and the U.S. might score more points than Iowa football does in. Uh, in that football game. So it looks like Thanksgiving would be the 24th of November this year. Uh, World Cup, at least qualifiers or whatever, uh, kick off November 20th. That's a Sunday. It's Qatar and Ecuador. Is Qatar the, um, host. <clears throat> the yep. host city? Yeah. And they used uh, some sort of Slave labor? Slave labor. Yeah, so was, there's was, no some sort of. There was, either it is slave labor they, or it isn't slave labor. <laughs> precisely. And they did use slave labor. I thought they were going to like reassign the World Cup, but they just decided nah, like. Tons of fraud. Tons yeah, of fraud. it was too late at that point. Got it. Uh, well, that's talking soccer. That's <laughs> way could take. Talking soccer. Well, what episode number is this? 100 uh, 120. 120. It's taken us 120 episodes. Person last time. But. No, we will talk soccer Some come World November. Cup chatter. It's uh, it's it's like the Olympics. You don't you don't care about gymnastics gymnastics for four years, and then you have to act like the uh, the pole vault affects your patriotism. Exactly. I couldn't have thought of a better way to describe it. But World Cup, um, I guess something to look forward to in the end of November, a little over a month. Uh, but let's hit what everybody's here for, BG. It's Minnesota Vikings football. Another win, another Kirk Cousins game-winning drive. The MVP ticket just keeps going a little bit high. <laughs> Not a great game from Kirk. He, uh, one touchdown, one interception, 296 yards. Um, I, I guess it was a tremendous start. He was 17 for 17 to start the day. Uh, career, rather franchise record for the Minnesota Vikings in completion starting the game 17 of 17 then it got a little shaky it, it was it was 21 10 21 3 at one point right yeah 21 10 at the half uh bears then scored nine in the third quarter to make it a ball game and the vikings get that uh all-important dramatic touchdown at the end near the end of the fourth quarter two-point conversion to jj no problem uh and the vikings hold on to beat the chicago bears 29 to 22 thanks in large part to a cam tiny dancer uh strip and i don't know what, what would you call that just a, just an absolute strip and stole from him strip yep. and grab i don't know if there's like a uh, if there's a uh proper way to put that but cam dancer making the big time play and i saw an article on the athletic immediately following that game um, I actually I didn't read the article, but the headline said <laughs> something like how Cam Dantzler's final play of the Vikings game is an outline of the Vikings season, and I think it's it was probably a pretty good article. I mean, if I had read it, I would imagine it would say something I, like the Vikings defense uh, and the Vikings offense at times gave up huge plays. It looked like they're going to lose many times, 
throughout the first five games, but uh, finding a way at the end uh, to win the football game. And that's what they've done now a, a number of weeks in a row, four and one, three and oh at home, three and oh in the division. Uh, and you got to win your home games. You got to win your home games in your division. And they've done that so far. Uh, Dalvin Cook, 18 carries, 92 yards, two touchdowns. Justin Jefferson, big day, 12 catches, 154 yards. Did he set some sort of uh, franchise record too, right? With a number of It might have been the most receptions in a half. I know he was flirting with that. I don't know if he he got it or not, but it was some old Vikings receiver who I've never heard of that he was going up against. And Justin Fields, he looked okay. I mean, I, I still don't think he's the answer. Bears fans will say he is. Uh, at least Tommy Garibaldi will say uh, he's still very confident in Justin Fields. He didn't look great, but 15 of 21 for Fields, 208 yards, and a touchdown. And I don't know. I, I thought we uh, we looked pretty pedestrian, at least the Vikings from the Vikings side of things in the second half. The defense giving up a lot of big plays. Again, it looks like they're playing that shell defense where they give up anything underneath and just try to make plays in the back end. But at this moment in time, BG, the Vikings defense is a big play defense. They're going to give up the yardage. They're going to give up some of the big throws, but they've been forcing turnovers, making big plays when they need to. Uh, and that's why I think we're 4-1. Yeah, I think this past Sunday's game was pretty similar to some of the games we've seen like against the Lions and against the Saints this year where – we haven't looked that great, um, but we find a way to win and come out with a W, which um, Andy and I were talking before we started recording. And recently for the Vikings, and when I say recently, maybe the past five years or so, it just seems like those 50-50 games or those one-possession games, which we've been so much a part of recently, um, have not gone the way of the Minnesota Vikings. And now we're sitting at 4-1, and one, just like the New York Giants, which I don't think, based on what we've put forward um, – on the tape so far, we're not a great team. Uh, I think that's similar to the Giants, but we've just been able to eke out these wins, which is the only thing that matters at the end of the day. It doesn't matter if you play horrible. As long as you win, it's a win. Um, and I'd, I'd rather be 4-1 and one than playing awesome every week and 3-2 and two or less. So um, I thought that first half uh, was the best half of the year, uh, even, even more so than how we played against the Packers week one. I thought that first half we looked awesome. I mean, it's, it's tough not to like it when your, your quarterback starts 17 for 17, breaking a Minnesota Vikings franchise record for straight completions to start out a game. Um, and our defense looked stellar. Uh, against the the Bears' offense isn't great. Justin Fields, like you said, 15 completions. That's probably up there with his career high. Um, and when he had time, he didn't really hit those receivers in stride. Darnell Mooney made that unreal one-handed grab. Um, so if if that didn't get completed, he would have had a lesser day. But not to take away from the Vikings, putting up 21 points against a team in one half is good, and only letting up three points is also really good. But then it, it just goes to, again, not having these easy wins, letting them back in the ball game. Kirk Cousins having to have his third, fourth quarter uh, game-winning drive so far. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, third out of five games. That's pretty incredible. But at home, we shouldn't be in that position against the Bears. So it – there's definitely some positives that we can take away from it um, and some negatives that I hope to improve on. Again, I feel like I've said that after the Lions game and the Saints game, so I think it's it's now time for the Vikings to, to put together one complete game where we start off hot and we end up hot, and it's not a Kirk's got to bring us back or we really need our defense to get a stop. Um, so I'm hoping that 
we can do that in Miami, uh, whether it's their first-string quarterback or their third-string quarterback that we'll be playing. Yeah, and what is the – I haven't read too much on it. Is Teddy going to play, or is it going to be the the third-string guy? I think right now both Tua and Teddy are questionable. Tua is even questionable. It's definitely leaning towards Teddy. I'd I'd be really shocked if Tua plays, but they're just – they're not ruling him out right now. Okay. Um, which I don't really think that means much. Um, I'd imagine that Teddy will probably play, um, but yeah. obviously if he doesn't, it's back to that third stringer, which I'm not even sure what his name is. But Skyler Johnson. Skyler Johnson. So, I mean, either way, even with Tua, if he was going to play, it should be a winnable game. Now with Teddy or with Skyler, um, you'd have to imagine it makes it even more winning uh, for maybe, the Bucks. Maybe, maybe I got that wrong. Um, it's Skyler something. Um... Skyler Thompson. Thompson, okay. I don't know what I said. Johnson? Johnson. Uh, Well, regardless, the Vikings have another noon game. I think it's uh, number two. Well, it is number two in a row, and then there's three more noon games um, after this. They do have the bye week uh, next week after they head down to Miami uh, for whoever it's going to be at quarterback. The Vikings opened up at, I think, six-point favorites or something. Right now it's only three and a half. Three and a half. I'm sorry. I'm thinking Gophers. Uh, against Illinois. We'll talk about that in a minute. Three and a half. Okay, that's still solid in Miami um, on the road against a pretty solid solid club. Are the uh, Dolphins three and two? I believe so. They're not. They're either three and two or two and three. They've lost the past two two weeks. Yep, they were three and oh. Yep. uh, So it'll be a good test regardless. And um, they just got steamrolled by the Jets the week before who put 40 on them. Yeah. So, I mean, if that Skyler Thompson guy is the quarterback, I'd expect that line to move quite a bit. Yeah. Um, but either way, yeah, Teddy or Skyler or Tua, I think it's a game that we should be winning. Yep, definitely. Um, back to Bears-Vikings. Um, just, I, I guess, some some housekeeping here. But Jalen Rager getting in the end zone. Um, uh, just one catch for him, but the touchdown. Uh, exciting to see him getting, again, it was just one reception really no other touches. I think he actually fumbled at 1.2. Um, yep, on the punt. But exciting to see a guy who was drafted ahead of Justin Jefferson, who was abandoned by the Eagles, traded to the Vikings, but uh, kind of abandoned by the Eagles, given up on by the Eagles. Hopefully you can kind of resurrect him. And if you can make him into the, the third or fourth receiver here in a year, we're going to be dangerous. I mean, we're dangerous as it is now, and I still don't think this offense has really found their stride yet. Still kind of working through some things. Uh, and the defense, obviously, a long way to go, but they've played well when we need them to. But exciting to see Jalen Rager on the box score, at least, to uh, uh, kind of bolster this this receiving core that's already so good. Adam Thielen's had uh, a rocky start, I guess, to the season. Not a whole bunch of targets. He had four catches on Sunday, 27 yards, no touchdowns uh, for Thielen. But as he kind of starts to what seems to be a little bit of a fall off to the Thielen career, it would be awesome if we could just see more and more Jalen Rager each and every week as he learns this offense. Hey, and and talking about Vikings receivers, I mean, Amir Smith-Marset, former Vikings receiver, might have won that game for the Vikings. A couple little, of little times, mold. too. Yeah, that, yeah the, former Hawks. Yeah, blocking yeah let's go Hawks. <laughs> blocking it back on that long uh, fields run and then the fumble to end the game. Yep. I mean, two... Uh, and I think Dantzler kind of roasted him after the game. I don't know Did if you he? guys saw that on Twitter. I'm pretty sure he put something out like, yeah, we had pregame intel that he's loose with the ball. I did see that. <laughs> yeah. 
I did see that. And, and hey, credit to uh, the Vikings coaching staff. That actually was the scouting report because he was very loose with the ball. I mean, and, and a credit to Dantzler, too. He got stiff-armed on the play uh, where he stripped the ball from Marset, but got stiff-armed, gave up a big catch. It was going to go down as 15, 20-yard gain. And he, he gets back up and, and chases down Amir Smith, Marset, and rips the ball from him and makes the uh, the game-winning strip. Uh, credit to him. I mean, he could have easily just given up on that play. He just got stiff-armed to the ground for a catch. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so so credit to Dantzler, who's given up some big plays. He did, he had the uh, the ridiculous Cam Dantzler, what are you doing, call from PA last year uh, when the Vikings lost to the Lions. Cam Dantzler sitting 15 yards off the line of scrimmage on a uh, a game-winning play, and he was about four, four or five yards deep in the end zone, just gives up an easy hitch to win the game uh, to the Lions. So cr- credit to Dancer, and, and you saw immediately following that play, they obviously, and I hate this, but the, the defense has to sprint to the other end of the field and take a picture <laughs> in the end zone. And, and you saw Patrick Peterson, who's been on KFN every week following Vikings games, who's been talking about Cam Dancer and kind of the role he's playing in, in the mentorship of dancing you saw pat peterson just dragging him down the field like come on we're going to the end zone we're gonna go take a picture uh so a cool moment there for the vikings defense for a veteran and the youngster uh but making a big play any other thoughts i don't have a ton vikings related tonight bg but any other thoughts just last thing i know we talked about it last week that um against the saints and against the lions we just were unable to get into the red zone and i think that was a big change especially in the first half um of this past game where you have three touchdowns two of them being delvin cook running touchdowns which we haven't really seen a lot of this season it's nice where you can just get down within the 20 within the 10 and just run it straight up the middle and we got in pretty easily on two runs so i'm hoping that we stay creative and stay in the end zone in these red zone opportunities because they're so big where we could have been up nine to three at half. And then that's a totally different ball game where we're up 21, three and coasting from there, maybe a little bit too much coasting, but it's good to see us in the red zone. And that's when you can get creative when you can run it right down the middle. That's where we can get Jefferson out in the flat. Like we did for that one touchdown or that Jalen Rager, or that was an extra point or Jalen Rager coming across the middle on that um, interior sweep just like we saw with the Rams uh, this past season and how creative they were um, with their running and their uh, passing within the red zone. So uh, encouraging, and I hope we continue that against the Dolphins. Yeah, let's go into a new segment we call, How Did the Packers Do This Week, Randy? Uh, Not well. Um, And that is the segment, How Did the Packers Do This Weekend? Let's play the the music. It was a 27-22 loss in London to the New York football giants and uh Packers squandering a big lead I didn't watch a lick of the game but I know they were up I think 20 to 3 or 17 to 3 and and they end up squandering a lead the worst part about the London football games is if your team loses it just kills your appetite for football mm-hmm. for the entire day like not like I wasn't checking my fantasy leagues yeah I didn't watch like I was golfing with my dad all day Sunday but I, I still don't watch Sunday night football like Iowa lost Saturday night, the Packers lost Sunday morning. Um, yeah, it was it was a real shitty weekend mm-hmm. to be a, a football fan, a Hawkeye Packer, uh, a Hawkeye, fan. The, Hawkeye the, Packer, which which there are many. They, yeah, there are many in the state of Iowa. Mm. Um, but I mean, it's like it the the defense doesn't defense played terrible. The offense 
couldn't give the defense a break in the second half. Rodgers took way too many shots in the second half. Um, we've been just awful scoring points in the second half this season. I think we only have two or three touchdowns this whole season in the second half. I mean, it's... And it. I think for Packer fans, it just doesn't make... Like, it just doesn't make sense, I think. Do so you uh, think that Rodgers is cursed from his mm. witch? Mm. Um, he might be, honestly. I mean, I at this point, I, I can rule nothing out. Um, he... He said, uh, he said yesterday, I think it was, that we need to manifest a win this weekend against the Jets and that Jair Alexander was uh, bringing bad uh, juju to, um, the, uh, to the team, uh, talking about how we may lose this upcoming weekend against the Jets. Um, Jair said that? Jair said in his post-game press conference something like, you know, we may not win the next one, but like, and it was like, he it was talking about getting better. Like, you know, like we're going to lose games. We may lose the next one. And then Rogers kind of snapped at him today or yesterday. I think it was <laughs> like, like we don't talk about losing games to anyone. Mm-hmm. Um, so I don't know. It's, I mean, we're, we're still a game back from the Vikings. I still don't necessarily trust the Vikings. I'm not saying I trust the Packers, but um, I mean, it's, um, there's still a lot of football to be played. There's there's a lot of football that we played left. Yeah. Um so True. I mean the, the the Vikings are three 0 in the uh three and in the in, in the uh division and you've cleaned up all of your home all of your home games. Um so I mean props props to the Vikings. We'll um we'll see you in, in January, I think it is. Yeah, one one. Um three twenty five kick at Lambeau, uh New Year's Day. Mm. That'll be a big one. Uh, but, yeah, Andy, you hit it right on the head. Vikings 3-0 and in the home games in the division. Uh, obviously, it's it's as good as you can possibly do in the division, but it is three home games, so you got to find a way to uh, to win at Lambeau. You don't need to win at Lambeau, but you, you got to find a way to beat the Bears at Soldier Field, a place that the Vikings have struggled tremendously. And and Soldier Field in December, which is whew, tough, and it's tough it's on tough. the ankles, especially. Yeah, I mean that grass was it, the grass there was bad in September, and uh, now we're gonna get some interesting months for growing grass in, in the next couple of months, and we'll see what happens. They're probably not even gonna have grass uh, by the time the Vikings play there, but that won't stop us. Just give give us something to dry, and the Vikings should be just give the fine. Give the ball to Kirk. Give the ball to Kirk. What'd you say it was four game winning drives in a row? I, I think I said four. I think he's. I think it's three. I think it's three. Yeah. For sure three. There might be four in there. Um, but maybe it's four on the year. Well, because Packers know and Eagles know. True. So okay. three. Three game-winning drives for Kirk. And I did look up his MVP odds. He's currently ninth um, on the uh, the top players to win the MVP. Who's Who eighth? Who's one? Uh, or, uh, that's, should we try to guess who's eighth? Yes. Give um, us, this is a really weird game. Give us game one hit. So depending on which uh, sports book you use, it will vary, but it gives me on this this site here, it gives me all of them. But number eight is about plus 4,000, give or take. I guess the average is about plus 4,000 ahead of Kirk. But what do you want me to give what, you? What position? Give us a hint of some kind. Qu- it's all quarterbacks. It's all quarterbacks? It's all quarterbacks. It's a quarterback <sighs> award. Is it Aaron Rodgers still? It is. Hmm. <laughs> Aaron Rodgers at eight. Uh, plus four thousand, Kirk. About plus forty five hundred is the average among um, DraftKings, Caesars, um, BetMGM, and FanDuel. 
Uh, but Kirk still hanging in there, BG. Yeah. Um, with, with our uh, season-long bet here of, of MVP, not a great game. Like I mentioned for Kirk, it was a great start. Um, but, you know, still, still got some uh, ladders to climb through for Kirk yeah, and the it's MVP. Good. It's good for the Vikes and it's good for the Kirk that if you look it up, we are, I believe we're in the top five for remaining strength of schedule throughout the entire NFL. And, I mean, you could put up some godly numbers and go 5-12 and 12 and you're not going to be in the MVP race. So sitting at 4-1, and one, not playing our best football and having a, a very, very friendly schedule for the Vikings for the, the remainder of the season, it's, you know, it's something to still feel good about, even with him not playing his best football so far. That's just it's it a right long there. season. 4-1, and one, a lot of football to play, and the Vikings haven't even played near their best football. Just got to find a way to get a little bit better. Every week, that's what KOC keeps saying in the pressers. And it seems like the Vikings are getting just a little bit better every week. It's hard to say uh, without watching the film, Andy. Well, I think, too, with with the Vikes, right, like I think two weeks ago, this upcoming week's game was like you thought of as a test, right? You know, you, you couldn't play well against the Eagles, had a couple easy games, improved. You thought the, the Dolphins game would be one where, okay, like this is a this is a good team probably a playoff team mm-hmm. in the AFC which is going to be a juggernaut this year and now we don't you don't even know who's going to be quarterback and against right. a team that just got blown out by the Jets yeah. so like it's I, I, when is the next test for the Vikings after this week uh we got Cardinals next week or is, is that is that a test though I mean it's probably home. the Bills the week after uh, yeah two or two weeks after yeah four week four Sundays from now actually I think it's five so we have a buy in there but it's the 13th of November we go to Buffalo and play the Bills. So yeah. that will be the first real test. I, I still think that you have the Cardinals at home. That's a frisky team that you can't take lightly. I mean, if, if you play bad, the Cardinals are going to beat you, and Kyler Murray is going to beat you. Now, that being said, I think the new Call of Duty comes out. Uh, true. I saw very that. true. In two weekends. So, yeah, you never know about <laughs> Kyler. Uh, we might be getting a... Uh, uh, double XP a weekend. Double, yeah, double <laughs> XP, <laughs> Kyler. Exactly. Um and for people who have no idea what we're talking about, Kyler Murray, avid gamer. It was in his contract that he had to study at least four hours of film in his like $200 million contract, I should say, uh, that he had to study at least four hours of film every week. Uh, and it's just baffling that you have to put that into writing in a contract with an NFL player uh, who's making that kind of money. But regardless, if the Vikings do get Kyler at home on a double XP weekend, even if it's not a double XP weekend, I still like the Vikes, and I still think it's a frisky team. It's a, it, It'd be a good win, a quality win. Kyler is probably better on the road, right? Because I doubt they let him travel with his Xbox on the team plane versus, I mean, I know like it probably has to do with work when he's not at home, True. right? Like, like throughout the week, but I'm sure there's a little bit of an edge for Kyler when he has to travel. And, you know, they're probably over his shoulder on that team plane, making sure he's watching watching that film. Yep. Uh, BG, let's go through the schedule, the remaining schedule right now, and just give me a win-loss right okay. away, okay? I love this. This is my, this, this, this might be my favorite segment we've ever done. This is this is two, this is is peak 2004 sports radio right here. All right, going down the schedule, win-loss. And this win-loss. is my non-biased opinion. Non-biased. Uh, and, 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 non-biased. No, 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 no thoughts about it. Oh, yeah. Just real quick, win or loss. At Dolphins, noon, Fox. Win. Home, Cardinals, noon, Fox. Win. All right, that's six and one. Uh, at the Washington football, the Washington commies, noon on Fox. Win. Seven Re- and revenge one. game for Kirk. Revenge game, true. At Buffalo, 
noon on Fox. Loss. Okay. Seven and two. Counting. You're counting. Yep, keep going. Uh, home, Cowboys, 325. CBS. Depends who we have that game. Uh, if they, if Dak's back, that's a win. Cooper Rush. Yep. Oh, we did lose to Cooper Rush yeah. last year to Thursday Night Football. I'll say that's a win. win. Okay. Home, Patriots, 720. Win. Sunday Night Football on NBC. Win. win. Uh, home against the Jets, noon on CBS. Win. At Detroit, noon on Fox. Loss. Home, Colts, TBD on game. Win. Time. Uh, home, Giants, noon, Fox. Win. At the Packers, 325, CBS. Loss. Home against the Bears. Away against the Bears? Uh, sorry, away against the Bears. Win. You, know, you get the number of wins there, Andy. You 13 lost wins. 13 wins. 13 wins. You said they were going to lose to the Lions, <laughs> not the Bears. Yeah, I'm switching right. up. They've got an explosive offense. An explosive offense that scored healthy. zero points against the Patriots. <laughs> they did. That's, injuries. that's true. 140 points still on the season, though, uh, without scoring, being shut they're, out. They're still averaging, what, like 25 points a game? 30? 140 divided by 5. Yeah, about 25, do, do, I think. Do, 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 a little more, 27, do, do, do. something like that. Four touchdowns, yeah. 28. Uh, 13 and four. That's, 13 and four. That's, that's probably a first-round buy I would in say the so. NFC. And, and division champions, too. I mean, there's only there's only one buy now yeah, in the playoffs. Just the number one seed, right? Yeah, and that's probably going to be the Eagles at this point. Huh? They look really good. Uh, do we think the well, Eagles it, are If they legit? are 13 and four, they've got the... Tiebreaker. I too. still, Andy, the same thing you said about the Dolphins. That's how I feel, and I know it's a it's a couple weeks old now. The Dolphins kind of suck, but I I feel the same way about the Eagles. I I think yeah they're they're undefeated. I think they're the only undefeated team in the league now. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't think they're that good. I know they smacked us week two. I don't think they're that good. I mean it's it's gonna take one Jalen Hurts getting derailed on a quarterback run, and they're done. Yeah. I, I, if, I mean, you can say that about anyone. In the NFL you can say now. that about anyone, but there's not a lot of teams that their starting quarterback is running the ball as many times as he is and who's that reliant on. I mean, yeah, you sure you can say like Josh Allen or Lamar Jackson or guys like that that run the ball a lot, but I, I don't know if there's anybody who is as reliant on only the run at quarterback than the Eagles are, and that's a, a team that you worry about. That's a, that's what I envision like even when the uh, the Cardinals were really good. Two, was it two years ago when Kyler was a rookie or maybe a second year? I think he was a second year quarterback and they were super good. They went like 13 and three and they were the hot team. And then they get destroyed by the Rams in the playoffs and then they get destroyed the next year in the playoffs. That's the way I feel about the Eagles is, is they're a good team in the, in the regular season. They're playing great right now, but they're so reliant on a running quarterback that if a team is able to take that away, then can that quarterback really sit in the pocket for four quarters and throw the ball? And I, I probably think that Jalen Hurts is a little better than, than Kyler, but I don't know if the Eagles can do that. I think if the Eagles can beat the Cowboys this weekend, they don't have a loss on their schedule till at the soonest, like December. I mean, they they I mean, we can go down to schedule with the Eagles too, but they go uh, Cowboys. That's maybe a toss up. We, we'll Wait. see who's playing quarterback. Uh, Steelers, Texans, Commies, Colts. After that, which is just they should see any any team that's above five hundred should sail through that that portion of the schedule, um, and then Packers, Titans, Giants, Bears, Cowboys. Say like the NFC just not this not that good this year. 
Mm-hmm. Like, you could take any team in the NFC, any team, and give me their schedule for the rest of the year, and I'll probably have them going at least 500. I mean, it's... Yeah. it's the Giants are still 4-1. and one. I mean, yeah. we don't know if the Giants are good. Yeah, that division, 5-0, and 4-1, oh, 4-1, and, one, four and one, and then whatever Washington is, but... It's just not a division that I f- would fear, like the what is it, the AFC South, right? Uh, yeah, or w- whatever that is, South, it, I think. Yeah, yeah. Chiefs, Raiders, Broncos. Well, yeah. But I mean, I guess Raiders and Broncos have been a big disappointment. But yeah, it's another topic. And I don't think the Raiders are as bad as they've looked. They're one and four now. Uh, there's some questionable coaching decisions last night in the Monday night game, uh, but. At the end of it, they got the ball back and they had a chance. And then Devontae Adams runs into whoever the other guy was and could have been a defensive holding, maybe. I think the Raiders um, are ass. But I don't think they're that bad. I don't, I don't, I mean, they're one and four. You are what your record says you are. That's the old cliche. Uh, but I, I don't think they're that bad. I don't think they're that bad, Randy. And they're ass. They've got to be the best one and four team out there. I don't know who else is one and four. I know the Panthers are one and four, I'm pretty sure. And they are. Absolutely horrendous. Yeah. The Raiders. The Steelers are in that rolling. company, too. I, I won't even look at their schedule. The Raiders won't win seven games this year. Uh, yeah, probably not. Probably I mean, not with that only, division. Yeah. Playing two, two of them each. They got to go 500 the last 12 yeah. games. Six and 11. That's that's not a good football team. Yeah. Maybe fair. Uh, any other NFL? Should related? we go down the schedule of every team in the NFL? And... Uh, we're not gonna do that let's hop over to college football sure uh let's do it gophers were on the bye this week after the loss to purdue two weeks ago they got illinois on saturday 11 o'clock kickoff on big 10 network number four excuse me number 24 rated illinois uh who beat us last year it's at illinois this time we lost to him at home last year Mo Ibrahim expected to play in this one. BG, who knows what P.J. Fleck does. Uh, he was expected to play. Mo was a- against Purdue. He suited up, didn't play in the football game, uh, but Mo was expected to be back. I don't really know how big of a difference. I mean, obviously Mo is incredibly talented, um, and, and he helps our football team, but I, I don't think that's – like we still shouldn't have lost to Purdue, I guess is what I'm trying to say, even without Mo. I mean, they have so many good running backs – uh, Trey Potts being the number two guy, but uh, Mo was expected to play. We, it should be, it should still be a win. Yeah, yeah. And I was listening to K Fan today, and I disagreed with what they were saying that it's like a huge difference that Mo is back. Obviously, it's great to have him back, but our backup running back is one of the best backup running backs I think in the entire country. And we just got outplayed against Purdue and didn't play well. And I know we already talked about that, so we don't have to um, touch that again. But It'll be great having Mo back. Um, I, I hope that with this bye week, last week he was able to get more healthy um, than he was two weeks ago just being on that sideline, as well as kind of just take a breath and regroup from that upset and get back on track. Um, just about everybody in the Big Ten West has one loss, so it's it's wide open still. Um, it could go to Illinois. It could go to the Gophers, Wisconsin, maybe even Iowa. Who knows? It's, it's really open, and this is going to be – I think probably the toughest game of the year so far for mm-hmm. the Gophers, and we got a tough, tough one right after it with Penn State. So, um, two Big Ten road games against two ranked opponents. Um, here's here's where we really show that we are a good team, and the veterans come out to play the Tanner Morgans, the 
Muhammad Ibrahim's, the Trey Potts, all those guys are linemen who have been on the team three-plus years now. It's going to take some veteran leadership to go into enemy territory in Illinois and in Pennsylvania and get some big wins. So um, I'm looking forward to it, and it's I think it's going to be a tough one. Two of the best running backs in, in the nation with Mo, and I believe his name is Chase Brown on Illinois, who's the leading um, rusher in all of college football. So I think it'll be a, a heavy ground game. Not sure what the temperature will be there. I'm sure it won't be that warm. Um, so just expect a lot of running the ball, and I, I think it's going to be close throughout. Andy, will you look up the uh, weather for Saturday? Champaign, Illinois. Uh, rushing leaders uh, going into this one, at least for our team. 567 yards from Ibrahim on 89 carries. We mentioned he missed the game against Purdue. It is C. Brown. I imagine that's Chase Brown. Yeah, I think it's Chase. He's got 151 carries, um, nearly 60 more, a little over 60 more than than Mo Ibrahim. He's got 879 yards on four touchdowns this season. Uh, Passing leaders, I guess they don't pass the ball a ton. Um, Their quarterback got injured against the Hawkeyes. DeVito or DeVito? Yep, De- DeVito got injured uh, at one point. Stitkowski, uh, okay. I got Tourette's there. Um, uh, he transferred, I think, from Rutgers. I think he transferred within the Big Ten. But at one point against the Hawks, he was like ten of eleven for nine yards, nice. <laughs> which is a which is a great stat line. But he does not throw the ball downfield. Okay, yeah, I mean, it doesn't look like they they have a very tremendous. Uh, Passing attack, they averaged 26 points a game due to fighting Illini. 406 yards of offense, though, almost exclusively on the ground. Um, 64 degrees and sunny is the forecast for uh, Saturday in Champaign. Better than expected. Yeah, it's going to be a lot of football played on the ground, I think. Yeah. No matter what the temperature is. All football is played on the ground, VG. Running the ball. There you go. There you go. Uh, big 11 o'clock slate, at least for the Big Ten. It's Michigan and Penn State, five versus uh, number 10 Michigan, or sorry, number 10 Penn State. Uh, also an 11 o'clock game. Two undefeated teams going at it there. And like you mentioned, BG Gophers will take on Penn State two weeks from now for the whiteout game in State College. Uh, what do they call it? Happy Valley. Um which will be a tremendous game. But the Gophers go into this week's game against number 24, Illinois, six-and-a-half-point favorites on the road. So uh, Vegas does not agree with the AP voters. They have uh, the unranked Minnesota Gophers, and they should be unranked after losing last week, uh, two weeks ago, rather, to Purdue. But but long story short, bet MGM in the Vegas casinos, they like the Gophers in this one, and they like them by three-and-a-half more, uh, I guess, because you get three for being at home. Uh, but but they like the Gophers by a lot, uh, which is which is saying a lot for the unranked Gophers. I mean, so if they do win this football game, there's a very good chance uh, they're ranked next week, and there's a chance uh, that game day's in Happy Valley. Andy? I mean, they, they take that. When they say three points for a home team, I think they take into account the home environment, and Illinois is not. Like it's a road game, and Illinois is having a – a great year for Illinois, but it, right. it's not like the crowd noise is going to be a factor in Champaign this weekend. Yeah, true, but I think the, the travel, staying in a random city in a hotel, I guess not necessarily a random city. Champaign's but a random in, city. We can say yeah, okay, yeah. staying yeah. in we, a we random sl- city. This is a this is a pro slandering Champaign, Illinois podcast. Random city hotel room. Now they probably stay in a hotel room on home games too, but uh, you got to travel. 
you, you got just a little bit of everything going on. It is also an 11 o'clock game and, with probably 10,000 people watching. And Brett Bielema hasn't lost to uh, Minnesota since he was on the Iowa football team in 1989. Mm. That reminds me of a stat that's completely not related to this, but I think Kirk Cousins is the only quarterback in the NFL right now to have beat Aaron Rodgers the last three times they've played. Huh. Very unrelated, but very also unrelated. very significant, I Very think. significant. Yes, just MVP, like the Brad Bielema stat. Yep. MVP, Kirk Cousins. <laughs> um, <clears throat> BG, any other gopher thoughts, gopher news that uh, you saw this week? We got Alabama football on the schedule. I yes. don't know if you saw that. Home Gophers are going to take on Alabama Crimson Tide 10 years from now. Mm. 2032 is when we start playing them. And uh, first one's at home, and then the next one's in Tuscaloosa. But I saw a comment that the the guys who are going to be playing in that football game are in the fourth grade right now. So <laughs> <laughs> we've got some time to wait. But we've played them once before. Gophers are 1-0 and in the Gopher-Crimson uh, Tide rivalry. Uh, game one was played in 2004 in the Music City Bowl when the Gophers had Marion Barber and yep. Lawrence Maroney yep. on that team. So looking to extend our streak against the Crimson Tide 10 I have years a, from now. I have a poster from that. My brothers and I, I think we were at a T-Wolves game at, at some point in, after that uh, bowl game was played like the, that following winter. We have a poster signed from the players and uh, some of the coaches from that mm-hmm. staff. So I, it was the Sun Bowl. In Arizona, I think when the uh, not the music, I think it was the Sun Bowl, thirty-one okay. thirty uh, against the Bama. Twenty sixteen in the Music City Bowl, we looked it up before the game. Was it? Oh, it was yeah. two thousand. Oh, the it score was, was twenty to sixteen. Oh no, gotcha. I think it was. Uh, are you sure about that? I thought it was the Music City Bowl. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Uh, I I will do some fact checking here, but Randy, let's talk a little Iowa Hawkeyes football. Another loss. What do you guys? Three and two, one and two in the Big Ten. Three and three. Three and three. Very uh, nice. We are one and two in the Big Ten. Uh, we still have one of the best defenses in the country. We still have the worst offense of any Power Five school. Um, it is it, the the calls to fire Brian Ferentz are uh, erupting right now in the state of Iowa. Um, fun fact: um, when 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 Brian Ferentz was hired ten years ago as the offensive line coach for the Hawkeyes. Um, he actually broke nepotism laws uh, in the state of Iowa. So to circumvent those laws, Brian Ference actually reports to Gary Barda. So he uh, he can't get fired or rehired by his dad. Only the athletic director can fire Brian Ference, which <laughs> gives us some hope that maybe he will do what needs to be done. Probably not midseason, probably, probably after the season. I don't see how Brian Ference comes back as coach for the Hawkeyes after this year, which... I mean, this is a guy who left. He was he was the assistant offensive coordinator and tight ends coach for the New England Patriots. Had a Rob Gronkowski and Aaron Hernandez, <laughs> and he left to become Iowa football at the time offensive line coach. And now his his whole career's done. Like there's like whenever he leaves Iowa, he has no future uh, unless it's a, like a low level assistant in in Division One football or the NFL. So. Um, our offense is terrible. Uh, since a, a year ago this week, I, I brought it up last week on the podcast, but a year ago this week, we were the number two ranked team in the country. Uh, since then, uh, 45% of our points, uh, in 14 games has uh, been scored by our defense or special teams. 
um, offense has been atrocious. It's it's so bad. Um, and we've got, um, I think we've got a bye this week, and then we um, and then we go to uh, the Horseshoe and play the Buckeyes, which we will get absolutely demolished. I think I will take a win. If we can hold Ohio State to under 30, which they haven't been held to, I don't think, this year, I think that'll be a win for the Hawkeyes. But our, and, and Ohio State's defense isn't the best. They've given up points to even some of the group, group of five and, and FCS teams they've played this season. So I think maybe like two weeks out, I think we lose, I'll call it 32-14. Yeah, I was going to um, say, what what do you think the over-under is for points scored for Iowa? For Iowa, that game, it's probably going to be uh, eight and a half is my yeah, guess. It's, it's got to be single digits, I would think. Yeah. Especially in Columbus. Yeah. yeah. That's going to be, a, uh, I don't think I'm going to watch that game. <laughs> It is. I mean, I guess the, the 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 grand question is, which was a more exciting football game over the past week? The um, the Denver Indianapolis Thursday night football game or the Iowa Illinois uh, Saturday night football game? And I would say Iowa Illinois, just because college football is more fun and none of those players are making a quarter of a billion dollars to play quarterback. Um, yeah, I'd, I'd say <laughs> NFL because there's fantasy implications. But then when you watch the game, it's disappointing if you have fantasy guys in the yeah, game. Yep, yep. So either way, you lose. <laughs> yeah. But no, Iowa, Iowa football is, I mean, it's, it's we make a bowl game. I, I still think we make a bowl game this year. I still think we beat the Gophers this year because that's what Iowa does is if we beat we beat P.J. Flack, we beat the Gophers. Uh, we haven't lost to the Gophers in mm-hmm. 20 years, I think. It's something, it's, 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 it's something insane. Oh, yeah. yeah. Um, I can't wait till we're favored by like 11 and a half against you guys. Oh, I can't wait to triple down. I can't wait to use my triple down in November. It's home. It's home this year. Yeah, I can't, uh, I can't wait right. to use my triple down in November for the uh, the Hawkeyes to win that game. We should go to that game as a podcast. That'd be fun. Uh, we can dump some 50-yard line, set it up. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, <laughs> sideline <laughs> side <laughs> tickets. Yeah. We all dress as PJ Fleck, yeah, <laughs> bottle exactly. caps and all. I'll dress as Kirk Fearns. There we go. <laughs> Chewing gum. And we're going to throw Randy on the field after we win. Uh, <laughs> throw Randy on the field. <laughs> That'll be a good one. Uh, I got nothing really else gopher-related. Um, big couple of weeks for, for PJ Fleck and company, but you got to respond after uh, – after losing to Purdue and a good Purdue football team as well. I don't know if they won last week, but uh, they should be ranked because they're, they're a good football team. They beat us. Uh, but a couple of big weeks for Gopher football coming up, and we're going to learn a lot about this football team in the next two weeks and, and a lot, I think, about the quarterback, Tanner Morgan. I mean, we've had him for six years now, um, but I think it's really time for him to uh, to take that next step. I don't even know if we can say that six years in, but – we need him to start being a better quarterback for us and start being a, a reason why we're winning and not a reason why we're losing. Uh, and I think it's a big opportunity for him to uh, to to find that 2019 Tanner Morgan that we we know and love and that brought us to uh, at one point a nine and zero nine and zero season after the upset to Purdue uh, to Penn State rather. But a uh, lot a lot of line for the Gophers the next couple of weeks and it starts. 11 o'clock in Champaign on Saturday. Six and a half the line for the Gophers. We'll pick that game in just a minute. Let's go through the standings and last week's games. Uh, Randy, you had a triple down in there. So you say, 
Uh, I don't think I I didn't have that recorded. You know what game that was? It for? was the Cowboys over the Rams uh, yeah. minus five and a half. Big time triple down for Randy. So let me add two more wins to your win total here um, on this season. Uh, let's see. Is that what it is? Two more wins. Yep. Mm-hmm. Randy jumps way up in the standings. He leads all pickers at ten and five now um, with the triple down. Uh, the game totals are totals are kind of goofy because of the triple downs. <laughs> so like, it, it looks like we're not even picking the same schedules. But um, BG, you are in second at six and seven against the spread. I am in. Probably last place. I don't even have Zach's picks tallied up because we haven't had picks from Zach uh, the last couple of weeks. But we, we, this happened last year, too. We made Zach pick, like, in November. We made him pick, like, twice as many games. We should do that again. Do, yeah. Well, and if we had, like, Parker or guest on, they, we would just count him as his picks. Yeah, okay. We might have to start that up. So. Parker's 1-4 and four on the standing. Zach is 2-3. and three. Uh, I'm 5-10. and ten. Randy, 10-5. and five. And BG, you're 6-7. and seven. Um, But I guess just a quick... Look through the games and BG while I'm doing this. You want to find a couple more games for us to pick this week? We'll do Vikings yeah, we were and Gophers. Yeah, kind of looking at it before. Yeah. Um, but starting our first game of the week was Vikings and Bears. It was a plus seven line when we picked it, and the game ended up being a seven point Vikings victory. So no wins or losses on that one. BG, uh, you picked the Vikings. I picked the Bears uh, alongside Randy, but it doesn't matter. Game was halved. Uh, our next game was the London game. It was Giants and Packers. Packers minus nine and a half. Uh, we all picked the Giants. We we're all right on that one. And then getting to Randy's triple down of the month, it was Cowboys at the Rams minus four and a half. Cowboys dominated. I think the final score was like forty to. I I, I said that Cooper Cooper Rush was playing for the starting job, and his final stat line was ten of sixteen for hundred yards. Yeah, it, it, yeah. Still a dub. Still a dub. Still still dub. Still is he four and zero? Still a triple down. He's no, still, he's five and zero. Five and zero. And did he? Is that go, including last year's wins too? Or yeah, no? last yep. year's one win against the Vikes, the Minnesota Vikings, on Thursday night football. Um, it was twenty-two to ten, uh, the final score on that one, uh, favoring the Cowboys. Bengals at Ravens was the next one we picked. The Ravens were minus three and a half. Bengals won that football game. I think it was 1917. We all picked the Ravens in that one. So Ofer on the Bengals at Ravens. Then the college game of the week was Tennessee playing host to, uh, rather on the road at LSU. LSU was getting three and a half at home. I took the home points and, and LSU got destroyed. Tennessee marches on and bg and randy you both had tennessee so congratulations on the college game of the week um bg do you find some good games for this next week yep and i think we're gonna mix it up here and do three nfl games two college games i love it because we've got two good college games to do uh let's start up in the nfl and let's start just start with the vikings games the Vikings game, we have the Vikings down in Miami, and hold the phone, I'm getting a call from Zach Briel. Answer it. So Answer it and put it on, actually hang on, we'll, uh, should we put it on the pod? You're live on the internet, Zach. Oh, nice. <laughs> how are you guys all doing? Good, we're, how about we're doing, you? We're just going through our pick segment, so it's Ooh, perfect cool. time and we're just about to start. Awesome. Let's start it with you. Um we got the Vikings down in Miami against the Dolphins, and currently uh, the Vikings are three-point favorites. 
Wow. Should be more than that without Tua or probably Teddy. I'm definitely taking Vikings. Okay. I like the Vikes as well. Randy? I will. I, I know where you guys are all going, so I'll go the uh, I'll go the Dolphins and the three points. I will take the Vikings as well. I think we'll win by more than three. I think we definitely should. Uh, moving on to the second NFL game, we have what's going to be the matchup of the week, the Buffalo Bills against the Kansas City Chiefs. That game is in Kansas City, and the Bills are three-point favorites. Zach, again, we'll start with you. Oh, that's tough. Um, let's go Kansas City. Um, the Chiefs are getting three at home, really. The the stat I saw today, courtesy of Darren Ravel, fuck Darren Ravel, is uh, that Patrick Mahomes as an underdog against a spread is 7-0-1. Oh, He's never lost you money betting him as an underdog. So I'm going with the Chiefs for sure. If you didn't say Darren Rovell, uh, Zach, sorry, Randy, I would have been all over that for my triple down of the month. But because it's Rovell, I'm going to have to say uh, no triple down. But I will take Kansas City at home with the points. Okay, I feel great about it. I'll go with the Buffalo Bills and be that only person that takes the Bills, who I think are head and shoulders above just about everybody in the league. Um, Zach, that brings up a good point. You haven't really been potting with us, but we have a triple down of the month where if you really like the spread or the matchup, so say it's at the Vikings minus three and you want to triple down on it, you can. So you'll get three points if you get it right, but you have to extend the spread by at least 10 points. So minus three would go to minus 13, plus three would go to minus seven, just so you know. If if we were if we were a smart podcast, we what we would do is... Um, uh, triple down of the week is three times whatever the spread is, but we are not a smart podcast. That makes sense. It does it does make, make sense, sense, but but we're not we're not a smart podcast. <laughs> no, no, we are not. That. All, All right. right, that leaves us with the last NFL game, it, which is the Sunday night game in Philadelphia. The undefeated Eagles take on the Cowboys. Uh, the Eagles at home are minus four and a half point favorites. Zach. Oh As much as I'd really like to see the Cowboys, oh shoot, Cowboys! I like the boys too. I think the Eagles are pretenders, especially getting four and a half on the road. I like the boys. Uh, Eagles are at home. Yeah. Okay. Um, I mean, I said it. I said the Eagles are legit. So, uh, but but Cooper Rush didn't fail me last week when I tripled down with them. I'll take uh, I'll take the Cowboys. Wow, I feel really good about this again. I'll be the only one to take Philadelphia. I think they're not as good as people have um, kind of put them on a pedestal to be, but playing in Philadelphia is very hard. As we know, um, I'll go with the Eagles. Moving over to college football, which will take me one second. Um, We will start with the Penn State game. That is in Penn State, or is that in Michigan? I think it's in Michigan, but let me check here real quick. It is Michigan. In Michigan. Okay, we're almost there. Okay, in Michigan, uh, Michigan at home against number 10 Penn State. Michigan is five. Uh, Michigan is seven-point favorites. Zach, we'll start with you. 
Penn State. Um, I'll take Michigan at home. Randarius. I uh, I think Penn State is fake. I'll take Michigan. Yeah, seven points is a lot, but I, I think Michigan is the far better team. I'll go with Michigan as well. Bunch of rubes, that's right. Uh, the last game, which is the most highly ranked game of the weekend, is number three, Alabama. It's weird seeing Alabama, not number one or number two. But number three, Alabama versus number six, Tennessee. At Tennessee, oh. Alabama is seven-point favorites on the road. Zach. What happened? Why were they number three? What happened last week? Uh, let's see. They uh they beat Texas A&M at the end of the game. Uh, Texas A&M had like one play at the two yard line to beat Alabama, and they called a terrible play. Yeah, twenty four twenty against an unranked. Uh, maybe they're ranked at the time, no, but weren't. okay, unranked Texas A&M team. Wow. All right. Um. Um. I would love to see Tennessee win. I would love to. I think some of the picks I made earlier in this segment. Kind of lead me to have to pick Alabama. Do you, do you? Oh, you're gonna pick Alabama? Yeah. Um, Tennessee burned me last week, but I don't like betting against Nick Saban. I never do. I like the uh, the tide in this one. I'll take uh, Hendon Hooker and the uh, Tennessee Volunteers. Yeah, I really want Tennessee, but I think Nick Saban is absolutely furious that they got moved down after a win. Mm-hmm. So I think they're gonna bring it to Tennessee, and Tennessee just doesn't have that power for an Alabama roster, I don't think. I, I think we still don't know who's playing quarterback in that game for Alabama, though. Doesn't matter. If, doesn't Another five-star, whoever that would be. But that, that's a good point. Very good point. And I think that's it for week six. That's pick segment NFL week six and college week seven. Ramble and Rick, do we have any words from you? Uh, I know we have no prep. We didn't give you any time to prep or anything to uh, to focus on this week, but you got anything for uh, – for the listeners, anything football? Yeah. I mean, I mean, uh, I mean, baseball. Football, I mean, baseball. Yeah. Do you guys talk baseball at all? We have not talked Waiting baseball. Waiting for you. Awesome. Good timing, dude. I don't know if you just saw it happen about an hour ago. <laughs> Astros, man, they were. I don't know if did you guys hear anything about that game or see it. Nar. No. Astros, Mariners, Mariners are up the whole game. They were crushing Verlander. Um, Astros down. I think it was seven to uh, three, seven to three in the eighth. Bregman hits a two-run home run in the eighth, seven to five, and then uh, bottom of the ninth, they're down seven to five. Two guys on, get on base, and Jordan Alvarez hits a three-run walk-off um, versus wow. the Mariners, which is just so disappointing, so deflating. Um, that it doesn't bode well for the Mariners at all, who have made the playoffs for the first time in 21 years, which was the longest current streak in major the four major sports. So, I uh, I'm very much rooting for them uh, to to take that series, but they're off to a slow start. Um, and then earlier today, well, I guess it was two day two days ago was the big news about the Mets going down 101 wins. Um, they just missed out on that division spot versus the Braves. The Braves came up and beat them, had 102 wins, I believe, um, to end the year. So they got that divisional spot. But anyway, Musgrove was just disgusting. Padres pitcher. In New York, um, I don't know how many innings he went, seven or seven maybe. can't remember, but he held in the one hit, and the Mets only got one hit, so the Padres playing the Dodgers tonight. But um, 
yeah, just exciting stuff. Phillies beat the Braves today, and then tonight, currently as we speak, Yankees, Guardians, and then later tonight, Dodgers, Padres, best time of the year, in my opinion, even more than March Madness. Um, discuss. Hot take. Uh, it nice is hot. the baseball playoffs your favorite playoffs of any of the major sports? It's got to be. It really has to be. I And I, I know it goes by season, like, if you were to ask me that question in March, I'd really have to think about it. But I remember you guys, I, we, Brady, we've talked about this, Jared, we've all talked, you and Jared, but uh, there's something something in the air, man. Maybe it's the leaves falling on the trees and that distant, distant memory of us sitting at that lunch table in elementary school watching the Twins versus the Athletics. I think that might just be a core memory for me. Uh, I'll, I'll tell just, you what, I don't remember that at all. <laughs> <laughs> I just remember that racing them off the bus to catch the end of the game. I don't know what, I don't know what happened, but then we, I remember beating the athletics must've been Oh three. And then after that, I don't think we'd want to, we maybe beat the Yanks once and then we haven't won a playoff game since. So it's kind of nostalgic. I don't know what it is. It'd be nice to get back there. Uh, but uh, yeah, something about the playoffs in, in the fall and especially college football going on too. Just in general, it's the best time of year for sports, but I, I do uh, hold true to that. It's, I think, MLB MLB playoffs are the best best playoffs in sports. Yeah, I think that's a hot take. Just you know, thinking about having three TVs pulled up at one time. You got your bracket in front of for you. It's the first two days of round one of March Madness. I just don't know what's a better feeling than that um, when it comes to sports. And also, basketball, meaning NBA and college basketball, will be back in about a week and a half. Where MLB playoffs will still be going for you. And I think that is probably the best time in sports where you have all of these, the four major sports going on and hockey's back oh, if, yeah. you, if you're into that. Um, and it's, it's a great time of the year. So I'm happy that fall is upon us, not weather-wise, but just sports-wise what that brings. And once fall is over, it's the Super Bowl and March Madness is the next step. So Yeah. The weather has been pretty nice, though. The fall, I can't, can't complain. Got some 70s and some sun and some leaves blowing. Man, it doesn't get better than that. Yeah, true story on uh, on all that. My one gripe, and not, nothing to do with MLB or anything, but why is, and um, you could say the same thing about basketball, but why are we playing hockey on October 11th? <laughs> why does the hockey season start on October 11th? Like, basketball, same thing. I guess they're going to go till the end of June. Uh, I think, what, the hoops start next week? Yeah, 19th is the first Timberwolves game. Why is hockey already started? Like, t- I think tonight is the opening night, the 11th of October, and it's opening night in the NHL. Why is hockey? There's not a soul watching hockey tonight. I mean, at least nobody that I know. I, I Wait, tonight's the opening night for hockey? Tonight is the opening night for hockey. So they're going to start here in the beginning of October. They're going to get done at the end of June for the teams that the two teams that make it all the way toward the end. Uh, but why? Like, why does it not? It shouldn't start before, honestly, Thanksgiving weekend. There shouldn't be a single hockey game on television until Thanksgiving. And the fact that it starts on October 11th is absolutely ridiculous. But, uh, yeah, that's, yeah. that's really my such a short the, off season. The, the ba- they got to change. They got to change basketball, the season of basketball. They, there's too much going on right in the fall here where basketball is that sport where, you know, obviously they play inside for basketball and football or sorry, basketball and hockey. But, um, hockey, like you said, makes more sense to start in the winter and finish, you know, it doesn't need to go on till June. But basketball, I don't know. You just scream summer to me. 
I know baseball is going on, but wouldn't that make sense to have basketball and baseball going on at the same time? You got two different kind of markets there, um, and then leave kind of football, hockey for the winter, and then summer, ba- summer and or basketball and baseball for the summer. That's just me. Yeah. That makes more sense to me. Well, they they should start and hoops is the same way, but I'm not as critical on basketball. But they they should start Thanksgiving weekend should be the opening weekend of hoops and of hockey, and then. Play them till July. We got nothing going on in July. The Twins suck. Like, just play it in. Play the finals till July. Make it the end yeah. of July instead of the end of the June, and start a month later. Nobody's watching basketball right now, and I'm going to be watching the Timberwolves uh, because they're awesome. But if we didn't have a sweet young team and we didn't have a bunch of talent, we didn't just trade away our future for Rudy Gobert and and go win now mode. Hell no, I'm not watching the Timberwolves on October 14th when they kick off. It's ridiculous. It's absolutely ridiculous, but that's all I got. Yeah, like I doubt the fans in Sacramento are pumped about There's next not a week chance. There's of not the a Kings chance. coming and starting their season There's again. Not it's a just, and maybe if it's December, they're still not excited for it. But yeah, it's just, it feels wrong. I mean, maybe wrong is the wrong word, but it just feels premature that hockey is starting tonight and basketball is back and it's still like a week or two before Halloween. I mean, it's the Arizona strange. Coyotes, the, the expansion franchise, I believe it is, They they I think they play at uh, Arizona State for their hockey games because they don't even have enough fans. But they don't even sell that out when they're good, and they were horrible last year. I think they were no, one of the they, worst. They, but they don't even sell it out when they're good, let alone October 11th. They, they, they had an issue last year. They weren't paying their rent at their stadium. Is that why they played at ASU? That's why they played at ASU now. <laughs> okay. Well, again, I don't know if there's a single fan in Arizona or around the country that's excited for so, some Coyotes Snowbirds. hockey. Snowbirds is – that's why, like, the Lightning have fans and the Miami um, – uh, the Florida Panthers have fans. Snowbirds in the winter. No. Well, that's, there you go. That's what it is. Zach, you want the final word here to end the pod? Uh, Let's have a hot take not sports-related. Oh, sure. Um, well, let's see here. What am I thinking about? Let me look through my notes here. Okay, hot takes, non-sports, cash cash. Maybe an excerpt from your book. What's been grinding uh, your gears recently, Zach? my gears? Um, uh, sorority girls. <laughs> oh, yes. Dude, right, it was bad. unbelievable. I'm sitting up in this student union area um, on Sunday night. In the quietest part of all, I thought I was going to see nobody the whole night. I'm trying to make up for some lost time, and I was not doing my assignment. I was just, had, it was an important time for me to crouch up my assignments. And in, I'm not even joking, it was probably 50 girls coming in a pack. Every single one of them talking about their hangovers and staying up till 3 in the morning. Which we all did, and we were all hungover, but we didn't have to tell everybody. Does and lacrosse even have Greek my, life? that's the thing it's 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 not promoted at all like minnesota or wisconsin any of those it's i think they're known as more bettering the world frats and i think maybe that's what all frats are supposed to be but these they they do more community service and stuff but the sororities i've heard are more like you can you know some of our business orientated some of them are just they they do drink a little bit but it's nothing like on on big school campuses so that's why i was even a little shocked where I come in there, every single one of them is talking about how some guy in three o'clock in the morning hung over. Anyway, they all get found in this room and I'm not even joking. They had a, I was looking at them through like a door, like a glass door kind of deal. Um, 
upstairs where I was. And these two girls grabbed this big black sheet of paper and just closed the closed the window view on me. They just like brought it over and they just uh, like because they could like, like see your sil- silhouette or something. No, they could see me. We were everyone was looking at me and I was looking at them. And they just brought this big black curtain over and just like closed me off from what was going on. All of a sudden, I hear song about friendship and community and they're like girls are singing and they're doing like chants and stuff. And I, I to myself, I said this out loud. I'm like, I'm fucking out of here. And I left. <laughs> so that grinds my gears. That's, that's all I got there for you. Go. It's a beautiful way to end it. Uh, for, yeah, week six, going into uh, week six of the NFL. We got our picks done, and uh, we'll see how it all turns out next week. See you all. I am in the place where I come let go. In Miami, the base and the sunset low. Every day like a Mardi Gras. Everybody party all day. No work, all play, okay? So we sip a little something, leave the rest to spill. Me and Charlie at the bar running up a high bill. Nothing less than ill when we dress to kill. Every time the ladies pass, they be like, Can y'all feel me? All ages and races, real sweet faces. Every different nation, Spanish, Haitian. Indian, Jamaican, 